recording now. <laughs> Got you? my fart jokes out. Now yeah. we're ready to go. Yeah, your fart made whatever the noises you were making before. <laughs> it sounded like an alien has abducted you. I'm having a day. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't had any coffee yet, so excuse me for one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Survivor Series. Skr- I'm your host, Skr- Survivor Series. I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, the lovely, the beautiful Jesse Dubiaski. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm good. I get to do my favorite thing, which is interrupting you to say skrrr. That's, that's <laughs> so your favorite thing, of all things? Thing. That's your favorite thing? Um, no, my favorite thing is probably coffee. Yeah, that is yeah. true. That is yeah. uh, uh, over me. That's fair. I think. Well, you're true. not a thing. You're a person. Well, give yourself some credit. I did use back in the '90s. I did work for uh, a cat in a hat. Does that count as anything? In what capacity? Were you like front of house, or were you like admin? Well, I was just. It was just me and another guy that looked very similar to me. We had blue hair, and you know, we just sort of worked oh, yeah, for a cat counts. in a hat. That yeah. definitely counts. Okay, I thought you were gonna say like you like you know were like the receptionist and answered his phone no we were just kind of his minions like like we were just kind of like just do whatever he wanted to do but we also caused our own sort of mayhem and chaos and you know we were creatures of an ilk for sure for sure um but it was all at the service of uh cat and hat played by mike myers welcome to survivor series of course we're talking about episode 11 of season 45 of survivor the episode titled this game rips your heart out we were uh, while the episode was happening we were really figuring out what who, who said this and uh at one point we were like we heard uh jake in his boston accent and you were really thinking i thought he was gonna say whips your heart out <laughs> that fat every, anyone could have said it at this point there's many moments you thought it was thing. gonna be julie yeah, it sounds like a julie line it's i thought it was like gonna be I thought it was me and Jake. I thought he was really going to say. I really thought that they were going to be like, we need to get more of this Boston accent because, you know, Drew, you say, Drew so eloquently <laughs> imitated. Yeah, the, the mobster, Jake. Uh, um, this was an interesting episode, uh, to say the least, I think. Um, we, it's an episode where we start seeing the fracturing of the Reba 4. Um uh, you know, or you know, the the infighting, I guess, coming about of the Reba Four, but also, you know, end up we get uh, someone going home that at a certain point everyone pegged as the winner. So uh, it's an interesting yeah. one. It, this is a very interesting episode. I really, oh, I'm getting snizzly all of a sudden. I really don't have like a lot of thoughts, notes on this episode per se. Uh, but maybe we can, uh, as we talk about it, maybe we'll come up with stuff. I think for me, what's more interesting about this episode is um, what comes next after this episode. But obviously, we'll get to that. Do you have any grand thoughts about uh, episode 11 of this season of Survivor, Beanie? You asked me as I took a sip of coffee. I, uh, was, I, I, I started talking about the episode number and everything to try to buy you time. I'm a professional. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I mean... I'm sad. I'm less frustrated. Yeah, it wasn't really a frustration. We've had a couple frustration episodes. Yeah. 
I, uh, I'm sad. Yeah. I really thought Emily's going to win. Yeah. It really opens the door here. Yeah. I mean, in a way, like, I knew that, like, people were going to recognize her threat level, but also the way that she's been, like, kind of a sub-alliance yeah. of Reba, I thought she would fly under the radar enough Yeah. before they they thought to get her out. Mm-hmm. But, uh. I think I think I have an idea of of what sped that up a little bit. Me too. I think we both agree. Yeah. Was, well, yeah. I think we'll start off with that because that's uh, kind of we're getting at. Okay. Uh, Emily should not have told him that she played Bruce that well. Yeah. So <laughs> let's start, start there. Start of the episode, we get the post Bruce vote. Um, everyone is ecstatic. Um, Katora is sort of dumbfounded by Bruce not playing his idol. Couldn't believe it. Everyone at camp couldn't believe it. Until Emily says, tells everyone that it was her idea um, to uh, trick Bruce into not playing his idol, making him think he's safe. And Julie um, sort of says to camera that she just extremely raised her threat level. And as soon as that happened, and I think we you know we cut to the the you know cut to the intro and everything. You and I beautiful. Thank you. You and I looked at each other and was like. Yeah, that's bad for Emily. Yeah. She could have easily gotten away with not saying that's anything. That's something you reveal to the jury. Yeah. That's that is a that is a final three reveal to the journey the jury of of Bruce being like, you know, uh, you know, Emily, you lied to me and that's why I went out. I thought I was safe. Uh and Emily being like, "Yeah, I did that on purpose so that you can, I can get you out and everyone be happy about it." But meanwhile, I was the one that did all that. You're yeah. well, I'm the one that got you out by myself, tricking not only you, but everybody. And instead, she took the credit now, yeah. which ended up raising her threat level. I think that's like one of those like small things that snowballs. Like Obviously, she was a threat before, but I think... I don't know if they recognized how much she... like Because I know that like she works with people well now. Yeah. I don't think they recognized how much she was doing on her own. Yeah. And we, until that moment. And also last week, we saw a lot of moments of her almost like, it felt like she was trying to earn Bruce's good side a little bit, even though she was lying, but trying to get him as sort of a jury vote sort of situation. Um, and same thing with like Jake. We sort of seen this idea of like, she's kind of like working with the jury. There's a lot of people in the jury that would like and respect her probably. Uh, but, uh, she ends yeah, up raising I'm her threat so level extremely high. She could have easily, and it, you're right. The snowball thing. We've seen this almost like every episode with one of these jury people is like Caleb is a big one. The reason Caleb went home is that he said something he shouldn't have said. Uh, and that, you know, one mistake, an episode prior, or one mistake said something or whatever ends up snowballing into you being eliminated. Yeah. Emily, and if you're listening, next time you're on Survivor, don't don't tell anyone, tell anyone that don't take credit for the big move until you're the last one of the last three people sitting in front of the jury. It was a big move that no one knew anything about. You were so in the clear. <laughs> you should be like, yeah, I don't know why he didn't play it. Guess he was cocky and felt safe. Yeah, and then hit him with it on that jury pitch and be like yeah so remember when i said i didn't know why bruce played his idol quail and then everyone will be like shock and look at bruce and bruce will be like yeah yeah that's what happened that's she it. lied to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll and he'll respect it and he will respect it. i think bruce 
Bruce has an ego, but I think he also respects, like he would respect, you know, being played that well. Um, there's a, a, a nice little moment well, afterwards. He can be petty. Bruce? Okay, yes, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Uh, but he's going to ask his wife and daughter about it. Um, Reba 4, they has a nice little moment of Reba 4 saying that they're sort of shocked by how easily they were able to dismantle everybody. Yeah, they're as shocked as we are that no one tried to come after them. I think Drew even says that line. He's like, I can't believe no one tried to fight us. It was just so easy. And I'm like, yeah, Drew, you and me both. Everyone sitting here in this household was just like, yeah, I was also shocked that everyone was just like rolling over uh, and they couldn't believe it. And then they said the phrase, because now we can just pick them off one by one. What have we been saying this whole damn time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like we're, we're not magic. It's pretty obvious, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe they were hoping that, that Reba would just tear themselves apart and it never happened i think in hindsight i wonder if drew in that moment or at least slept on it after that moment realizing that you know he started thinking about oh we can pick him off one by one like now that like oh this easily can be the final four i think drew slept on the idea of can i win with this final four? well that's somebody said yeah drew actually says that he says he started asking who can i beat and that's what non-reboot people should be should have been doing like the entire time for ages. <laughs> um, who can I beat? Not like who do I want to take with me? Yeah. And that's he said like he started thinking about that, which is you know, that's a, good, good, good idea. You uh, can't bring the Reba four because y'all have the same game. Yeah, especially him and Austin. Um, there's a special moment here where D and Austin uh, spend some time on the beach together. Um, D and Austin sitting in a tree. Well, they weren't in a tree. They were at a beach. Sitting Uh, on a beach. Kiss, kiss, kiss. No, no kiss. Instead, we just sort of get conversations about... D says to camera that she's interested in Austin, uh, but it seems like that, oh, they kept saying that we're great partners and become really good friends. I'm interested in Austin. I definitely want to see him afterwards. I want to see D afterwards. Uh, Austin brings up one of his favorite moments from Survivor being the entire storyline of Boston Rob and Aubrey. Uh, sorry, Amber Joy. Uh, that whole storyline, which is like the pinnacle showman's probably of television history. And bringing it up in this moment is like such a flag for, I think, D. But nothing happens. No kiss. Do they actually like each other or what's happening? It feels like they do. Just because they don't kiss doesn't mean they don't like each other. They were holding hands. There's that one thing. They were holding hands. No kiss. Because sometimes you think that you've like made it really obvious and then the other person like just doesn't get it. And you're like, oh my God, do they even like me? Because like I think that I've made this pretty damn clear. And also like ask them out on a date and they still don't get it. Like what the fuck is that? Let the record show. She is showing daggers at me. (laughs) I am getting daggers. You know what it's like to make an obvious flag to another person and they don't respond. And you think, oh, maybe they don't like me. This is how I felt. I am Austin. (laughs) Do you think Austin and D? I feel like Austin and D, though, in this situation are like both making flags to each other, but no one's picking them up. Like, neither of them are I mean, <laughs> I picked up on more of Austin's than I did of D. I think D also was. Yeah. Because she was like, yeah, I said, no showmance, no showmance, but... I think that... I th- I think that's and more- that, like, felt like her saying, like, I told myself no showmances, but... 
I think that's ultimately what it is. Is D really likes Austin maybe and wants to do something, you know, wants to do something of Austin or whatever. But in the back of her head, she's like, I don't want to do a showman's though. So she's conflicted in that sense. Uh, well, then you can just vote both of them out and then they can be together forever. Yeah. Um, next morning, we get up. Jake is upset at the beach. Oh, when is he not upset at the beach? Uh, poor Jake. Uh, uh, him and Katora, I wrote down Bond, question mark, question mark. I wrote Apple Cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, he says the the classic upsetting the apple cart phrase, and Katora's like, "What are you talking?" No, but about? he doesn't say that. He says something about like, "What is?" I forget what the actual phrase was that he said, but he kept, just kept saying something. The apple cart, apple cart. I, I think he was saying upset the apple cart. I think he was. He wasn't saying the phrase as it's usually said. I think he was trying to reference the phrase. Oh, I think, yeah. Sure. And, like, in a weird way. And I can't remember what he said, but it was just like, Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but, yeah, they sort of bond. Uh, Katora and Jake talk about the idea of Jake being a lawyer, um, uh, which is very funny because, of course, Katora is pushing this lie ever more. Pretty much it feels like, as far as we've seen on camera, to only Jake about, oh, man, yeah, you're a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Um, and then Julie joins them. Uh, who is also a lawyer, <laughs> who is also an attorney, uh, who is also, like Katora, hiding the fact that she's an attorney. So we get the three lawyers all talking to one guy about, like, yeah, it's real hard to be a lawyer. And they're like, yeah, it surely is, right? Wait, Julie hasn't told anyone? Yes, Julie has okay. not told anybody. She is just telling that she's a mom of two, a single mother of two, I believe. Um, I don't think she's told anyone that she's an, uh, an attorney yet. Unless she's told Reed before, but I don't think she has. Um, but then we get uh, more of Katora's backstory here. Uh, Katora tells the story of her getting uh, moved out of school due to her family being a part of a, as she said it, extreme religious cult. Uh, and then, you know, slowly the, the moment where her mom and... Oh, no, the moment was uh, where her mom and her left the cult when the cult leader seemingly decided that Katora will be his next wife. And in that moment, her mother woke up, as Katora said, it woke up from this little stupor, and uh, they both fled into the night. Uh, then Katora got put into high school, despite not being at school and working three to four jobs as a, as a child. Um, and then, you know, her story of eventually going from that and eventually becoming a lawyer and deciding to help people as a civil rights attorney um it's a very sad story very very sad I'm story crying you're crying it 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 also gives a little uh it, it adds some more in in a more interesting light to katora's uh story last episode with her having the letter from home from her mother really having conflicted feelings with her uh, and then having a panic attack, and we sort of talked about last week of maybe she was still thinking about that letter from home. Yeah. At least that seems like it was implied that, that she was still thinking about that. So it is interesting that it's like you hear more of her backstory as a person. This is just to me. I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't, not judging or anything. I'm just saying that it's interesting to me just on the facts alone of you know she's in this religious cult. Her mom and uh, her flee. Um, she becomes a lawyer, and then at some point in the past year or so. She something happens with her and her mother where she cuts off full contact with her mother. Um, 
it, it just a very, very wild, interesting life uh, that Kotora has led so mm. far. I wonder if if all that played into her like thing with Bruce mm. of like Ooh, interesting like Bruce had this personality that like very controlling personality yeah that everyone seemed like smitten by and maybe her like bullshit meter is like very like sensitive or like maybe she's just like hyper attuned to like bullshit yeah no I'm, <laughs> you know like i, I wonder fair. if like she if that's part of it of like you know seeing everybody like fawn over bruce but also feeling that he's controlling and maybe like having a similar he's putting she can tell he's putting on an act to just control everybody a little yeah bit. and maybe that is like why she's so bent on getting bruce out because like there's she maybe has, subconsciously even yeah like something happening in her head I didn't think about that, but that is actually legit very an interesting psychoanalyzation of not to compare Bruce to a cult leader, but <laughs> <laughs> well, but like I think there's like a small similarity of like group dynamics mm-hmm. that like maybe kicked in with her of like I I don't like this guy, I don't want to follow like I don't want to like yeah. Fawn like everybody else is. I don't think Bruce is actively being a cult leader. No. There, there have been people feel like active being cult leaders pe- previously in Survivor But being history. part of a group of people that With like, one you guy. feel like this one guy is like controlling and, and then everybody else is like, no, he's great. And, and, and like, he's obviously putting on a, a charisma level act uh, mm-hmm. in front of everybody and still despite that through that being very manipulative and controlling, I guess, around camp. She might just be like... I can see how that being sensitive yeah. for her. That's or very... just like hyper attuned to like that kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Maybe like that's why she didn't like him. Which to that extent, you know, if we want to carry that further, it's sort of... Uh, Not to like psychoanalyze. No, well, that's but... what we are doing. <laughs> uh, but it, it sort of allows... Um, Bruce might not be as bad as we think. It could be the edit or everything. But it could also be that a lot of what we were seeing with Bruce is the conversations about Katora talking about Bruce for so long. And I don't want to say that Katora is, uh, like, really dogging on Bruce. But I think that maybe if she had that thought and was had those, you know, subconscious feelings bubbling up or whatever, then maybe, like, she was just kind of maybe putting that a little bit more on Bruce. Um, and... Bruce isn't as bad as a person in real life. He's more of a normal person. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I don't even think she necessarily thinks he's a bad person. I think no. there's just like he was controlling and like didn't she didn't fall for it like everybody else did. And it's interesting that the one person who like grew up in a cult yeah. and left a cult is the one person who doesn't fall for the Uncle Bruce. Act. I'm I'm a chill guy act. Yeah. It's that's all I was getting at. No, I think that's fair. Um, suddenly, a boat arrives. Um, they Uh-oh. all go. To, they all go to the boat, and one person has to go on a journey. Well, Jake goes to the boat. Yes, Jake's Jake, like I'm on it. <laughs> Jake's like I want to go on it. Jake really wants to go on this boat because he knows it's probably a journey, and it is a journey where one person has to go on it. Um, if more than one person has to go on it, then they have to draw rocks, and whoever gets the green rock goes. Um, I think Drew then says, I think Jake says first, I want to go on the journey. Then Drew goes, I believe that Katora is the one that pitches. Let's just all draw rocks. And it ends up, Emily is the one that ends up going on the journey. It, I'm sorry, I'm burping a little bit. Um, Emily is the one that ends up going on the journey. 
I think begrudgingly, it seems for me, uh, it felt like Emily didn't really want to go on the journey, in which case, why did she draw rocks? But uh, It's kind of probably one of those things where it's like you wouldn't volunteer for it, but you're not going to give up the opportunity. Yeah, and I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a tissue or something. So, um, I, pause? Uh, no, we can keep going. Um, I think that what this ends up being the second thing in this episode that really hurts Emily. The first thing is raising her threat level by saying, hey, I basically eliminated Bruce by myself to a certain extent. The second thing is pulling, which is just, you know, the first one is strategy. The second one was, uh, I guess, bad luck, right? Uh, the second thing is she just happens to pull the green rock and there is a faction of people really led by D of it doesn't really matter what she says when she comes back. I'm just going to believe she's lying, which is going to raise the threat level with people like D, right? Yeah. So this ends up being the second thing that really hurts Emily. Um, while Emily is gone and going on the journey, Drew and Julie talk about Emily being a possible vote. Uh, Drew agrees, but says, quote, today might not be the day. Why do you think Drew uh, wants to keep Emily around? I think he knows that he needs outside numbers to turn on Reba. Yes. In, in, a, in that same quote, he says that he's thinking about voting Julie. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. He knows that he can get everybody to vote for Julie, except for Reba. Mm-hmm. He knows that he could get everyone, including Reba, to vote for Emily. Yeah. So he knows he needs the outside numbers to vote for Julie. Yeah. I talked about how, you know, it, it could have easily just been the Reba for knocking everybody out. But that being said, now is a good time. And I think Drew realizes this because he's very good strategic, strategic, stratego, the board game. Strategist. Uh huh. That's what I said. Um, Strategoist. Uh, strategist. Uh, he, I think he realized that like, if I'm going to get anyone out of Reba, now is the chance for me to get someone out of Reba because now, you know, whereas the Reba four have majority, the other people that have majority are one person on Reba four and the other three participants in the game. Now is the time for me to actively get out someone in Reba. He's could have done it the entire time. But uh, obviously, this is the point where he needs to start eliminating maybe some people that he deems as endgame threats, um, which is very interesting. Uh, D and Julie are a little sus about Drew and thinking Drew wants to, you know, kind of do something and make some moves, and they're a little suspicious about that. Uh, D, however, recognizes that Drew might be a little suspect, but at the end of the day, still needs the numbers. Because D is looking for Emily. She is the one that's really pushing for the Reba 4 final. Um, so this is where we get this idea of uh, Julie might be a name. Emily might be a name for for D and Julie. But also, it might be a thing of like, eh, down the line, maybe Drew. Like, if he does something, maybe we should vote uh, against Drew or something. Because he's the one uh, ruining this for everybody. Uh, we go on the journey with Emily. Uh, and this is a very interesting journey because it is, she has to solve the savvy game from episode one. They really want someone to solve this puzzle. Yes. I believe it, I believe the phrase was like four couldn't solve it, but can you be the one that was like the opening line in this thing? It is the same thing of there's like a, a key or something attached to a rope and you have to get it through these four circle maze gimmicks. I don't really know. I can understand it. Four people didn't understand it. Uh, and Emily had the option to, of doing it herself. 
Uh, basically, if she wins it, if she solves it, she's safe. She doesn't have to get voted on. She has immunity. If she fails the savvy, like four people previously, uh, she will lose her vote, uh, and she ultimately decides she doesn't do it. Now, we talked about how the, the first thing that hurt Emily's game was telling people that she basically eliminated Bruce. The second thing that hurt her game was <laughs> bad luck of getting the green rock. Do you think not doing the game and potentially winning it uh, was the third thing that hurt Emily's game? Or do you think it ultimately didn't matter because of, you know, see example two of it doesn't matter what's going to happen because I'm not going to trust her? I think, like, discuss that in terms of the it. perception of, like, her game, I think whether or not she did it didn't really matter. No one was going to leave her. In, like, in reality, I think she knows that she's an option at Tribal Council. What's the likelihood that, like, she actually wins this challenge? If she doesn't, she loses her vote. If she loses her vote at this point in the game, you don't really have much sway to convince people to rock the boat if you also can't help rock the boat. Unless you're a really good social player. But there's only, what, seven people left? Yes. So it's 3v3 if you don't have your vote. Yeah. And they're already having trouble swaying a Reba member mm -hmm. to vote to vote Reba. Now they have to convince two Reba members? Yeah. To vote or like, it's going to be really hard to convince people not to vote for you and to vote for someone else if you can't be a part of that. Yeah. And you can't contribute your vote. And ultimately... At this point in the game. And ultimately, we don't really know how it would have panned out if Emily lost her vote and she had to work real hard to get two Reba members, right? Because ultimately what happens is her vote doesn't matter in the end. Yeah. They all get negated by Julie playing, her, playing an idol. Spoilers. Spoilers, you heard you watched the episode. Um, they all get negated. So ultimately her vote doesn't matter at all here. But it's interesting the alternate reality of well, if she doesn't have a vote, does she work even harder? Maybe they decide just to vote at Emily because she doesn't have a vote. What you know, what what happens there? Um and because I think she could have had the number. She could have gotten Drew and she would have had Drew and Austin. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they would have they were gonna be already That's gunning true. for Julie. Um, and then they would have had Jake and Katora about that as well. Um, so she could have had the numbers of four to two. Yeah. Do you think she should have done it? I think she should have done it. Cause, cause like we're sort of talking about, um, not doing it, nothing happens. People are already not going to believe her F doing it and failing. Um, people are already not going to believe her and just assume she got something. So that, that doesn't change anything. Um, and it was already moving as she as she finds out going back to camp. The two Reba members are already in her on her side, so it actually doesn't matter if she fails or not because they would have had the numbers anyways. Um, so the only other scenario there is you play. If you win, then you're completely safe, and we wouldn't see Emily being going home this season. Yeah. And then it's like, who goes home? Is it Julie? Is it Austin? Is it Jake? You know who. Who, like, who do they end up going for? I think for? if Emily was safe going into tribal, I think Austin would have played his idol. Yeah, if I, if, if because, Emily, was, yeah, he would have had to play his idol because who and, else would be the person? Poor Jake. Mm -hmm. It would have been poor Jake. Jake has the backup vote. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have been Jake. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Because if you can't vote Austin, you can't vote Drew, you can't vote Julie, you can't vote Emily, 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to vote D because three of those people don't want to vote D. And Julie is the one actively working with D. So yeah. She's not going to vote D. Obviously, Austin's not going to vote D either. Um, and then it's Jake, Katora. Well, who? Well, yeah, because then it's Jake, Katora, and D are the only options. Yeah, it's really Jake. It's really just Jake at the yeah. end there. Um, so that's interesting. That's interesting. So I, my argument here is, I guess, that it, this is her third opportunity and her third fa- failure, this sort of House of Cards episode for Emily, where everything starts falling apart in her hands. Um, also, can we talk about, real quick, that... Sorry, we'll finish the Emily conversation. No, 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 go ahead. Why the fuck... Excuse my language. The, the fudge. Why the fudge? Did Austin give Julie the real idol and not the amulet? Uh, yes. I don't know exactly. Is he not allowed to trans? Is he not allowed to give that to anybody? I don't exactly know when that happened in the episode, but yeah, Austin reveals that the he gave Julie his actual idol, which, if we recall, D and Julie were the ones that originally found that to begin with. Uh, I think it was D technically. Um. Whereas he still has an amulet, the difference between the two is that the amulet only works till final six, where the idol works till final five. So he gave Julie the more powerful item Dumbass. Uh, instead of his amulet. Uh, and he certainly regretted it because he's, you know, he's like, I gave Julie Just a more like with all this thing. like tribal council talk, I was like, why the fuck did he do that? I mean, yeah. why the why the fudge fuck did he do that? Anyways, uh, <laughs> and so I just, oh my gosh, we little sh- things. This is this is the point in the game where the little things ruin you. Yeah, right. Like it's the little things. Emily had a couple. Austin had a couple. Yeah, it's gonna happen. They're gonna start start coming out and tumbling tumbling your game. Um, speaking about little things, Jake and Katora, we get some shots of them working on making fire. Which is, I believe, the first shot of the season, this late game season of people going out of the way to not make a fire for camp, but rather to make a fire for the end game. Um, for, he's going for distance. What the typi- he's going for speed. What that typically means in the edit uh, is uh, probably one of these two people will be making fire uh, in the end in the end times. Is that is that meta gaming? It's a little metagaming, but there's a whole community of metagamers in the Survivor fan base. Uh, but yeah, that is a little bit of the... There's, there are people that study how much screen time people get to try to determine who's going to win the season. That's no fun. <laughs> Come on, people, have fun. I mean, I get it. If you're like doing a fantasy like Survivor League for money, mm-hmm. then like by all means, metagame. <laughs> if I recall correctly, there was a, uh, a thing get where... Your money. If I recall correctly, there was a thing where by just the title sequence alone, people could guess who the winner was going to be based on placement of the person in the title sequence, and that was usually correct. And then uh, at some point, Jeff realized that as a producer and was like, oh, well, we have to change our, how we do our title sequences completely then uh, and have to ruin it for everybody else. Just do it like alphabetically or something. Yeah, so it was a whole whole thing for them. Um, but yes, we get Julian Couture working on fire. Drew joins them and sort of discusses shooting, uh, shooting their shot at the Reba three. Uh, they talk and discuss the idea of Julie. Uh, Couture talks to Austin about getting out Julie. Um, Austin and Drew discuss Emily versus Julie. 
uh, and Austin sort of has this idea. So we have this momentum of going after Julie, uh, but Austin's sort of upset by this idea because he realizes that if we have to basically blindside Julie so that she doesn't play her idol, um, but to do so, they're going to have to... Um, he Someone is going to have to tell D because to do blindside Julie, you also have to blindside D. So either you make her involved in the plan of voting out Julie, someone she doesn't want to do, or you actively blindside her, which will make her upset. You have to blindside D. 100%. You cannot tell D. As much as you may love her, little Austin boy, you may not. He just wants a sandwich. <laughs> just get that boy a damn sandwich. Uh, but, like, what? what is the outcome here? Like, yes, you didn't blindside D, but... She kind of blindsided you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she ended up reversing it and blindsiding a mem, essentially. So, like... Do you, do you, do you think it worked? Do you th- <laughs> like, I get it. Okay, I get it. But also, she's still playing the game, and she's going to tell Julie. Exactly. And she did. And yeah. so... You, you done fucked up. Fudged. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you done for, fudged up. Emily returns for her journey. She decides, decides to tell the truth to everybody, but of course, D doesn't believe her. I believe this is the moment where Austin also says that, hey, I gave Julie the, the stronger idol, like a moron. Uh, Drew tells Emily it's Emily versus Julie, and that everyone's telling her to vote Julie, because Austin, I think, goes up and tells her. Katora goes up and tells her. Everyone's like, yeah, we're, the vote's on Julie. You're obviously the other person, the other option that they're voting for. But uh, everyone's voting on Julie. We're going to get Julie out. Which, okay. So I, I understand that in this case, everyone was telling the, the truth. Um, but if I came back from a journey uh-huh. and like three separate people came up to me and said, this is the plan to not vote you. Yeah. Um, I'd be a little concerned. I'd be like, are That's they fair. are they trying to make me feel good yeah. right now? Especially being that, you know, one of those people, two of, two of the people going up to tell you are the two people you're closest with, with Austin and Drew, but also part of the re before. They're going up to you and be like, yeah, we're eliminating yeah. the person that we've been working with this entire game. And, like, you could argue that, like, maybe she could take them at face value because... They know she doesn't have an idol, so like, why would they need to make her feel that comfortable? Yeah. But then you can also remember that people might think she's lying, and they might think she has an idol. Yeah. Coming back from this, it's safer to just lie to her. So like, they might think you have an idol. They might be trying to make you feel. I don't know. I would red flags would be up for me. That's fair, and that's if like suddenly everyone was on the same page about voting someone that they were not on the same page about voting for. Yeah. Obviously, in hindsight, that would just be paranoia, but but uh. I, like I it would be paranoia, I, I but I think it's. Yeah. I think it's. It would. I think it's warranted. I think it's warranted suspicion. I agree. Um, immunity challenge. Well, we. Oh no! Sorry, you have one. We more have thing? a lot. I have a lot of things to sure, say. Sure, I just want straight to the immunity challenge. Go right ahead. It's just, just, just. Well, not a lot of things. Um, we talked about this while we were watching the episode of like, why is everyone necessarily focused on Mama J right now when Emily's the bigger threat? Yeah, and that's a good point to bring up. Like. My my thought on that is that Emily is ultimately the bigger threat at the final three. Yeah. But Mama J is the beginning of the end for Reba. Mama J is how you break up Reba and how you don't have to sit next to your 
two other three, two or three of your Reba members at the end. Mm -hmm. And also Emily is like a less fortified player. Like Julie has an army around her that you have to break up. And like, I think Emily's easier to get later. And we talked about like, she's easier numbers. It's easier to have the numbers now to get Mama J. Like, I think Emily, yes, is the bigger threat. But I think Mama J is the more timely vote. Because yeah. you need to break up Reba now. I get that. Who do you think Drew sees as his final three? Hmm. Because he talked about Him, how... Him, Katara, and Jake. I mean, I that's what we would pick. Yeah. Um, well, they... Austin does. What's that? It, oh, yeah, Austin. It seems Austin seems like Jake and Katara, his final three. Yeah, we, we sort of get this, like, which which is possible that Drew said the same similar idea. Uh, that would be a good final three. Um, but yeah, we get this idea of Drew at the very least that he's like, well, I have a similar game to Austin and Mama J, everyone loves Mama J. We don't really get any conversation about how people feel about D in the final three. It feels like throughout the game that they think D is the biggest threat outside of themselves. Yeah, maybe. But then why not vote D here? If they say... Because Austin's not going to vote for D. Like as sure. the first the first time you're voting against your Reba four, he's not gonna opt for D. Mm-hmm. You can argue at a point that it's like, listen, it's either me or D. Yeah. Like you gotta vote D. Yeah. But right now it's like, well, we don't need to do D yet because there's still Mama J. Let's do Mama J it's first. E- it's easier to be like, can let's do Mama J first. Can we can we can we can we keep her and then we can <laughs> we can do Mama J first and then can we keep her and then and then maybe we can vote later, but maybe not and and maybe we can vote Mama J. And then maybe This I- is my this is my Austin's in love voice. And then Austin's like <laughs> maybe ne- never mind. Um What? Nothing. What? Um Yeah, and then uh yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's like I don't really think Drew wants to go with Austin. I think Drew realizes he needs to get D out and Austin at some point as well. Um, I, I I don't know. It's very interesting because I think you're right. I, I mean, I think you're. I think Drew does see Emily as a threat and sees her as someone that he needs to get out at some point. Um, but he's also one of her strongest allies. Yeah, and also non-Reba ally. So like. He can handle that later. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I don't really know exactly what we're doing here. But yeah, I, I guess it's true. And, and Drew even said it earlier in the episode. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I think Emily, but not just yet. Um, so it's very interesting. Uh, any other thoughts before we get to Immunity Challenge? No, you may proceed. Immunity Challenge plus a reward of DIY barbecue. Because again, we're going to feed you, but... You're going to have to do it yourself. <laughs> got to do it yourself. Um, this is Survivor. This is the new era. Uh, the Basically, is you're attached to a rope that's caught up basically in this giant web. Uh, you then have to try to get as much slack of the rope as possible so you can go this very far distance and then knock some blocks off and build a word bridge. Um, but you have to have enough slack to be able to do all of that even when you throw your... your uh, your balls or whatever it was, the sandbags, you have to be able to retrieve them. So you need a bunch of slack. So that's basically the name of the game. So you say they're going for distance? Some would argue that. Uh, I don't and really... they're going for speed. In a way, they want to get first. Um, <laughs> Jake is out of the gate first, but not enough rope. Uh, Drew and Julie move. Drew gets all the way. Happens. What's that? Hate when that happens. Uh, Julie ends up going back. Uh, Drew is the only one at the sandbags, but 
actively sucks at it. <laughs> He's so bad at throwing sandbags. Even Jeff is like, and now Drew is really daintily throwing these well, sandbags. Well, okay, he does, you have to remember that if they throw them too far, they can't get them back, or they have to go all the way back. Yes, it was in this moment that I realized that part of like, oh, you can't throw them that hard, or you just might not be able to reach them at yeah. whatsoever. But it is, he is too dainty. Yes, he's really put, dainty. Put a little grip behind it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, Drew does not have that. Uh, Jake and Austin ultimately think. J- join him. Uh, Drew um, eventually, finally, is able to knock his block off. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> sorry. 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 I'm sorry. I broke her. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you apologizing? <laughs> okay, it was just like the like matter of factness. <laughs> okay. All right, Drew's able to knock okay. his block off. Uh, Drew uh, does is able to assemble the word his word bridge. Uh, but he's not able to build the bridge part. He's able. He basically he figures out the word. It, it, I, what, what was the word? Responsibility. Resourcefulness. Resourcefulness. Uh, but he can't build the bridge, so he's got to figure that out. Uh, Austin uh, also successfully builds the word. Successfully figures out the word of resourcefulness. Resourcefulness builds the word bridge, but uh, doesn't realize that it needs to be the same word on both sides side despite jeff saying it multiple times and so, jeff even points out he's like did you not hear me and Austin's like no i did not <laughs> so here's the thing while we were watching this ryan's going it has to be on both sides both he's not looking at go look at the other side yeah the camera and meanwhile i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt going no 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 he knows he's just looking at the letters that repeat and going which ones can i just because right because in my head i'm like there's an e there's e's there's s's and there's r's right uh-huh. and so if they aren't right on the other side, you only have to move a couple letters around. Yes, it would help if you saw the other side. But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, no, no, no. He's just looking at what letters he can but switch. Like, it's such a bold benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you never see him once walk to the other side well, and be like, okay. oh. <laughs> and after about like a minute of it, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to doubt doubt my theory. Because Jeff <laughs> keeps saying it has to be right on both sides. And yeah. you're like, look at the other side. Yeah. Uh, Drew ultimately gets the win here. Uh, he successfully builds the bridge. He basically dominated this entire uh, competition here, this entire immunity challenge. So good on yeah. Drew. Uh, picking up some points, points for Jesse's team. Uh, he is able to pick two more people for this DIY barbecue reward. He picks Jake and Austin for a Boys Night 2.0 sans music um yeah i was a little disappointed in the lack of soundtrack for this one yes i agree um maybe it's because you know maybe they did it with because the boys weren't at the girls night they were at their own thing and Uh, they weren't frolicking they weren't frolicking and doing their girl thing instead they were just all sitting in the river sitting in the ocean reading the copyrights on their buffs uh, as I believe Katora says, the women have nothing to discuss because half of them want to get Julie out and half of them want to get Emily out. At one point, they're like, man, which guy should we get out? Oh, Jake, right? He's he's the backup vote. Yeah, that's a great idea. 
So the buffs. <laughs> buff. Ooh, made in Spain. Whoa. Ooh. So yeah, there was a real sad time. For it's these a ladies. yeah. It's a barbecue boys' night and an Ako taco girls' night. Exactly rice. Uh, so the boys' night. There was no rice. Oh, you're right. Um, boys' night. Uh, Drew uh, basically says he needs to work with Jake. You know, he understands that he got in an active argument with Jake. Like I think the literally day before at this point, maybe two days before. Um, and, uh, says, you know, despite that he needs to work with Jake so he can, you know, get his vote so he can vote out Julie. Jake says in an interview that he realizes he's kind of a number here and he's okay with it. He says that he's kind of done trying to step out and be this. He's sick of playing the damn tree. Sick of, which I didn't really get. <laughs> that was sick of playing the damn tree. What does that mean? Did you not listen to his whole analogy? No, he of course He was talking not. about how he like teaches kids theater. Uh huh. And I was writing stuff down at this point. What is it? He went over this. You just don't listen. Okay. No, but, okay. Can, I'm, I'm, asking, I, okay. I'm asking now for you to say it. Can you say it? No, I just like. <laughs> so you didn't hear it. No, I didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm stalling. Um, he was like, you know, he's he's the background player. He's been playing the background player. He's been playing a really good tree. He's been doing the tree really well, but he's just a tree in the background. He doesn't have lines. He's he's. They're casting him as the tree. So he's to, just been a pawn. To put this in Survivor analogy, he was he believes he was acting like a really good gabler, but no. he had, okay, never mind. He believes that he. I was, didn't finish my analogy, but go on. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, Jake realizes he's kind of a number, but he's ultimately okay with it uh, in this moment. Um, my analogy was going to be that he is acting basically like a gabler, an alligabler, where he felt like he was sort of being behind and trying to work from behind, but ultimately wasn't getting anywhere. And co- people constantly kept saying, Hey, look, it's an alligabler. Uh, and Jake was like, You know what? I can't do that anymore. I'm just going to be a number. And I'm going to be okay with that. Um, does that analogy make sense or no? I mean, yeah, but I, I was going to say that I don't think he thinks as as, as intentional as alligabler was. Mm hmm. He just feels like he's being used, and he's at the bottom. He's just been a pawn. Yeah. He's been playing a really good tree. He's really good at playing the tree, Well, he, didn't but really he doesn't th- want to be the tree anymore. Well, he's okay being a pawn now. Does he, no. Is he saying that he thought that he was a pawn before? Because I think I would, I would argue that he was intentionally trying to make moves the past couple episodes. I think he thought in most of the game before that he was just, he was just a pawn. Okay. He was just a tree. Okay. He was really good at playing the tree because he's always been the tree. They keep okay. casting him as the tree. I think that's why I'm confused because I definitely feel like he was inte- He was trying to make active moves, trying to play Survivor. But he, as he, but he wasn't. He was trying, but he wasn't. Interesting. Maybe he, that's maybe that's what he it was is. trying. He was being really good at the tree, but they kept casting him as the tree. And he was trying to audition for the lead. Yeah. But he kept being cast as a tree and ended up being a good tree. And now he's just like, you know what? I think it's okay to be a tree. No, he's like, I'm done being the damn tree. Well, then what does he want to be? Not Did in the play. You- <laughs> I'm now I'm confused. <laughs> He doesn't. He can't, he tries to be the lead. He doesn't want to be the tree. Okay, but he also is trying to be the lead. Can't be the lead. He keeps getting casted as a tree. Well, he's he, gonna try again. <laughs> if you first you don't succeed, try, 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 try again. But he's not trying again. <laughs> he's saying he's okay just being like I'm just gonna be a number and sit this one out. No, because this time he's choosing to be the number. So he's choosing to be the tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? You're not wrong. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're not wrong. But he's done playing the tree. I think is Jake, an idiot. <laughs> this analogy doesn't make any sense. I think he's just he's too far behind. I think. Yeah. I think he's 
He's at a point where he's gonna be the tree. He is. You know what? You, you know take what? Take him to the final. You know what's <laughs> a better analogy? You're still gonna be the tree, but I'm gonna write myself some damn lines. This tree is gonna talk. No, that is not what he wants to do here, though. In this moment, what he wants to do is be the tree and just not be like, I'm yeah, fine with it. But he's gonna be the tree. But he's gonna be more important. My point here is he's accepting his role as being a number. He's realizing. I thought I was making moves. Turns out I was just a number. And right now, I'm okay just being a number. So my point here is, ultimately, he wants to be okay being a tree. Right? That That's what I'm confused about. I think about. that he's not okay being the tree. <laughs> We're moving on. We have to move on. We have to move on. We have spent- no, we need to spend six hours on this tree analogy. That doesn't You can really work. break it down and write a three-page essay about oh it. Oh, my God. I'm losing my voice. Um, <laughs> the boys return from their getaway. Uh, Austin says he's having a really tough time uh, trying to come up with ideas to talk to D. He ultimately tells d about quote a strong movement against julie um it was this is a very nice scene because it was thunderstorming while this was happening my dude is compromised uh so he's really you know really the moment even then like a strong movement against her there's like this moment he's like i feel like i feel like people are really wanting to vote against her and he and he's like emily who emily and she's like no a strong movement against julie (laughs) she's like Oh no! And the really, really sweet, uh, sweet boy having to basically like break up with somebody uh, that he is not dating uh, in this moment uh, while a thunderstorms happening. Yeah. So really cinematic experience. Um, D is of course upset uh, by this. Um, not really like emotionally per se upset, but more of just like she knew that this day was coming, um, but she's sort of confused. You know why not vote for Emily? Well, there's too much movement. There's a strong movement against Julie. So I, I knew that she was like, I knew I had to vote out a Reba Four member probably at some point. I was hoping not to. I just didn't want it. To, I don't want it to be Julie. You know, that's well, kind of what she's Well, then who do you at. want it to be, D? She wants it to be Drew, obviously. I think, yeah, I think ultimately we had that conversation of D and Julie talk, right? Uh, and I think they have another conversation really later about the idea of voting out Austin. Uh, D and Julie talk first about, hey, you need to play your idol. Everyone's mad. You know, everyone's going coming for you. You're going to be out. You have to play your idol. Julie is pissed. Julie pitches to Jake and Emily about voting for Austin. Emily tells Drew about Julie's plan of trying to get votes to vote on Austin. Austin tells Drew about telling D. We get a bunch of tense moments, and ultimately we get to Emily and D talk about voting Austin. They disagree, and they said, and D says, "This is what you got to do: play your idol and vote Emily." Julie and D. Julie and D, yes. I mean, yeah, I read Emily and D. Uh, Julie and D talk about Austin. They ultimately disagree because, hey, guess what? You're voting Emily. That's what's happening. Another moment of Julie wanting to vote out this person and everyone else telling her, no, you got to vote out this person instead. And as much as I didn't want Austin to go, I really think Julie should have just done her own thing. Yeah, well, uh, it's interesting. Uh, well, I, well, I'll put up in that right now because um, we'll bring that up more when I get to Tribal Council. But I want to talk about this idea of uh, whether what Austin should have done and this sort of this uh, domino effect that ends up happening. Should Austin have told D? Should D have told Julie? Should he? Should she have gone with the plan and just eliminated Julie? What would have been best? Obviously, I think in this moment, we have a bunch of sort of like more emotional gameplay. Um, do you think Julie should have pitched to Jake and Emily? Do you think Emily should have told Drew? Or should, do you think they should have, Emily could have maybe worked with 
Julie here. I mean, in this situation, maybe this is the third, maybe fourth reason of Julie, uh, of Emily's game kind of messing up here, right? This idea of what if Emily worked with Julie here? What if Jake, Emily, and Julie voted out somebody else, right? Um, what if she didn't want to work? You know, these sort of moments. Maybe Emily wouldn't have gone home here in this moment. And I think you're right. We have this moment in the, later of uh, Julie and Dee talking where it's basically just, you know, we both recognize we need to get Drew out We want because we want to break Drew and Austin up, uh, but we can't vote out Drew. And I don't want to get, and Dee's like, I don't want to get Austin out because, you know what? I love him. Uh, and Julie's like, well, if I want to hurt Drew, then I should vote out Austin. So I think we get a lot of emotional gameplay. What is your sort of take on all this? You mean like another option other than Austin? Or or do you think... Or uh, not Emily. Do you think Austin should not have told Dee? Do you think... Oh, I definitely think Austin should not have told Dee. Okay. Why? Because... Any chance they had of getting Mama J out, that episode is gone. Yeah. Like, there was no reality where Dee didn't tell Julie. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Like, I mean, I think that there's the hope from Austin that, oh, well, you know, I decided to pick her over, like, you know, the plan. So maybe she'll pick me over Julie. Yeah. But... That's not going to happen. I wonder if that's what he was hoping for. I think it was. I think he was hoping that she would pick, like, loyalty to him over loyalty to Julie. But, like, I don't know. I think her unwillingness to say, like, back when they were talking on the beach, and Austin is like, showman's, right? <laughs> and she's like, I keep, I told myself no showman's. Yeah, she's keeping him at a distance. Yeah, I think that should have been an indicator to Austin that, like, yes, she probably has feelings for him, but she also is in this game. Yeah. And she's staying in this game. Yeah. She's focusing and on the game. First. I think that should have been an indicator to Austin that, like, she is not as compromised in terms of gameplay as he is. Yeah. In this moment, then, going from there, do you think... Uh, now knowing the knowledge of everyone's gunning for Julie, do you think D should have joined Austin, or do you think D should have, as sounds like you're saying, played her game and told Julie and to try to play her idol and save her, save her, save seemingly her number one? I know later in the episode, you know, Julie talks about how D believes Austin to be her number one. I would argue in this moment, Julie is D's number one. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? I don't like. I feel like. <sighs> I think she could go either way. It's like you either team up with Mama J and you get Drew and Austin out. You're going to have to vote out Austin. Yeah. Or you team up with Austin and Drew and then what? The three of you go to the final three? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get them to turn against each other before they turn against you? Yeah. Where with if you're with Mama J, you know Austin's not going to turn against you. But Drew might. But Drew might. But Austin's not. Yeah. If it were Drew and Austin and you... That's a hard choice for Austin. I also think, uh, you know, there's an argument of, like, if you get out Mama J, D's next. Yeah. You know, she's almost saving her own butt here. I mean, you could argue also, though, that, like, Austin and Drew have been attached to the hip from the beginning of the game, so, like, they would probably want to get each other out. Oh, yeah. I would agree. But, I don't know. I feel like, I don't feel like D had much of a choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if she just let Mama J go. I think she would have been next. Yeah. 
Um, do you think Emily? We talked about this. She's sort of the storyline throughout this entire episode. Of we uh, we're sort of talking about this idea of her messing up several moments where she, there were moments where she could have done better. Do, is this one of them? Should Emily and Jake should have actively worked with Julie and flipped and try to get out uh, Austin? Do they know that Julie has an idol? No, I don't think they do. I think that would probably... Emily, Emily might, just because of her Reba connections, but I don't think she does. I think that might have been like, if they had known she was an idol, she had an idol, that's the moment where you tee up with Mama J. Because you know that she's, if they don't have an idol to counter that, like, she's picking who's going home. Yeah. And it could have been one of them. It will end up being one of them. Yeah. But, like, at this point, I don't know if it's worth it for them to, like, go against everybody else. Mm-hmm. Based on their knowledge or lack thereof. I don't know. Maybe they should have. If, if, if Jake truly wanted to stop playing the damn tree. Yeah. I think he should have. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, is that I think this is... Because this is still tech, like the easy vote. This is almost an episode too late on Jake, where it's like, if you did a pr- episode prior, maybe Jake would have been interested in playing a game. Here, instead, he's like, I just want to be a number. Uh, and Emily, obviously, you know, I think this is an episode of mistakes for Emily. Um, Emily, if she went with Mama J and Jake, and they voted out and worked together to get out Austin... You know, she, Julie loses an alliance with D. Uh, Emily loses her alliance with, uh, obviously, Austin and Drew, but she gains alliance in Julie, um, gains alliance more with Jake. Um, maybe that could be a final three. You know, then we can now uh, try to get out everybody else or something. Um, and maybe we can get bring in Katora to get out Drew and D or something like that. You know, there, there's things there that I think maybe Emily would have had a better case by working with Mama J and, and try to get out Austin, D, and Drew um, instead of, you know, trying to eliminate Julie. Yeah. But, I mean, too little, too late. We get to the Tribal Council. <laughs> uh, I wrote down that everyone likes each other. It's tough and emotional, uh, emotional yada, yada. Uh, there really was nothing to talk yeah, about Yeah, there here. wasn't really much. Be, uh, they end up showing us everybody's uh, vote. They usually obviously say that till after the credits or during the except credits. Except for Julie's. Obviously, except for Julie's, because as we all know, the dramatic irony here is that Julie's going to play that idol, so none of the votes, which, by the way, none of them being six votes, she would have had everyone's vote on her. She literally had everyone's vote on her. No one... I, I thought, by the way, stupid idea. At some point when Drew tells, when Drew finds out that Mama Mama J seemingly knows about this plan, they should have split votes. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't. Maybe they didn't have enough time, but 100%. Or maybe they were okay with the fact that she was going to pick Emily. I don't know. Because in that moment, if I'm Drew, if I'm Austin, if I'm do this, all this other stuff, I'll be like, Mama J knows about it. We must split our votes. So at least maybe if we split two votes, literally right then maybe we can vote out d or no that's not gonna happen no. maybe we vote out you know jake or something well else. i think once you split the votes then d doesn't have to vote julie anymore true because d's only voting julie yes that's a whole that's another part of it that we didn't talk about yes but go on so that she's with the majority and the majority she's she's dogpiling on purpose to act like she is upset with Julie and their alliance is broken. When in actuality, this is going to be a whole to, act. So, yeah. To blow, so that doesn't blow her cover that she told Julie. 
But if you split the votes, D doesn't have to vote Julie anymore. Mm-hmm. So had they split the votes, it would be like what two on one person, three on another. And then who? How, I think. And then one on another. D person. and Julie on another person. Like if you split the votes and you put three on Julie. Yeah. Three on. Julie, she plays her two idol. On, two on. Let's say like. Will be four on Julie. Two on someone else because they have six votes here with Julie right now. Oh, but you're not counting D. So I'm not counting D because okay. as soon as you split the vote, D doesn't have to vote Julie anymore. This assumes that D finds out that they're splitting the vote. Yes. Okay. Because Austin would probably tell her. <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, so then it's like it's 50-50 of like now you have whoever Julie votes for. It's probably going to be Emily. The mm-hmm. two votes for whoever else, which could be D, could be... In that situation, we, Jake, we have... could be Katura, could be, um, you know... So in your situation, we'll say Julie and D end up voting Emily. Two on Emily. We'll say the five people need to have majority on Julie, because that's the primary. So three votes uh, Julie. She's now safe. Then they have two other votes on a backup vote. Let's just say Jake, because everyone likes voting for Jake as a backup vote. So then ultimately it would have been Jake v. Emily, and they would all have to re-vote. Um... Or decide between Jake versus Emily uh, as as the only optional vote. And like it wouldn't would it really have changed anything? I think Emily everyone would have gone to Emily. I think you're right. I think in that situation you could then vote out Emily. I think they were thinking as long as she doesn't vote Austin, that they don't need to split the vote because if she plays the idol, they can't get her anyway. And mm-hmm. whoever she picks is probably who they would have picked anyway. Do you think uh, Julie should have voted Austin? Instead of Emily. She ultimately goes with Dee's plan. The, the story of Mama J is she she wants to make moves. Everyone tells her to make this move instead. And she ultimately goes with it. Do you think she should have uh, forgiven that? And for- I think in terms of like what she wants, she probably should have voted Austin. Mm-hmm. But like what's, what's the fallback from that? She doesn't have an idol anymore. Yeah. She probably loses her alliance of D. She definitely loses her alliance with D. So then you've got Drew, Austin, and D gunning for you. Yeah, the majority. Then you have to <laughs> team up with Jake and Katora, and then there's 3v3. Yep. Austin has an idol. Which Katora and Jake are seemingly willing to work with the other yeah. people. Austin has an idol, and then it's really down to whoever wins immunity. Yeah. Like, you're kind of screwed at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't even... At least this way, she can kind of still pretend... To be part of Reba. There could even be situ- though she knows that they all voted against her. There could be a situation there where Drew flips again and tries to work with Julie, Jake, and Katora to vote out D or Austin. Again, Austin has an idol. Then vote at the, That he would use it. That he's going to use it in the next tribal council no matter That's what. True. Let's talk about that next episode. We don't really... I don't really get anything huge from the preview other than more drama. But next episode... Which I love. Next episode, at the very least, Austin will probably be playing his idol... Or he gets individual immunity, and then he plays it for somebody else. But let's just assume that he's safe. Somebody else is safe. We who knows? Um, who? What? Where do we go from here? Julie and D are gonna hate each other, but only for cameras, um, and are going to work together behind everyone's back, seemingly, um, which is a very interesting move. I think that helps D and Julie's case immensely if it works. Um, Austin safe. I would guess that they're going to maybe try to gun for Drew. Well, if you get Julie, D and Austin to all vote Drew. And I then, think you could you could argue that. And then it's, you know, it's 3v3. Then you just have to get Jake or Katora yeah. to vote out Drew as well. Austin can play 
the angle that Drew was the mastermind and the Mama J vote. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, uh, I think that's the situation. I think, do they try to get Mama J out again? They certainly could. Um, you know, Katora, Jake, uh, and Drew, and all Austin can all vote again on Mama J. It's not really a blind side. They knew it was going to come. Um, it would be boring, <laughs> but they could certainly could try that again. Um, there's a conversation of like, oh, we'll do Emily first and then Julie, or Julie verse first and then Emily. So maybe that's what they end up doing is voting Julie anyways. Um, I don't know. I think Drew is some heat on him now. Uh, he's kind of been growing his heat, uh, unbeknownst to him probably. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, we got that shot of Jake and Katora saying, let's blindside somebody. The only person that could really blindside, I, I would think is Austin. Because unless they know if I don't know, actually, if Austin, if they know Austin has an idol. So I don't think they do. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know who they really are going to blindside here. <laughs> They're not really actively working with people, so I don't really know what their plan is. But I mean, I'm intrigued at the very least. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Next week, though, second to last episode of the season, probably. Uh, I haven't looked up. I could probably look that up easily, uh, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't. Uh, Emily goes home. I don't think I officially said that yet. Emily goes home. Uh, which, uh, like sort like we said, sort of a uh, interesting going from episode one where like Emily needs to go home. She's terrible. Everyone hates her. To like you said from the top of this episode, uh, you were sad about Emily going home. Talk to me. How do you feel about Emily uh, officially being eliminated? from Survivor Season 45. I'm sad. I think she had a strong case to win. I think that... It's a good redemption arc. A yeah, a great redemption arc. I think that um, had she not claimed that Bruce vote, yeah, I think things could have gone a little differently for her. Granted, I still think she is the next biggest threat in Mama J's mind. Yeah. That's not Reba. I wonder if D would have been as believing... That she was lying if she didn't, if the Bruce thing yeah, happened. Yeah, I don't know if she would have been so convinced that she was lying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it might have been inevitable. I think she needed she needed immunity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just sad. I just really thought she was gonna win. Yeah, I, I think, thought she was gonna. I think a lot of people thought she was gonna slide win. on through to the final three. I think a lot of people thought she was going to win. Um, now she's not. She's eliminated. Who is your, do you think, number one person, now that Emily's gone, who do you think has the best shot of uh, winning this whole thing? I don't know. I think Austin's not going to make it. I think Austin can make it. I think Austin has a chance to making it. If he uses his idol. If he uses... But no, because then it it could be this whole... Well, no, he'll be safe at the final... They'll make it to the final five, right? Yeah, we believe that Austin, at the very least, is going to make it to the final five. But then this is going to be the whole, what's his name, Jesse situation, where uh, he's going to be the favorite to win and then get eliminated? Maybe. I don't really know if Austin's a huge favorite to win like he's Jesse not. was. He's not as, but it's going to be that, I feel like, final five situation where, like, he's so close he doesn't make it. And then I think, like, it's either D or Mama J. Like, I think not both of them. I don't think they'd take each other. To the final three. I think D might take Mama J. I don't think Mama J would take D. Um, I don't know if Drew's making it. No. I don't think Drew's going to make it. I think Katora or, and or Jake will probably make it to the final four. Like, they'll at, be in at that. At the very least, yeah. 
Maybe they'll they'll make fire against each other. I don't know. I think people need them in the final four to break up all that Reba. I think they need them in the final three. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I don't think... I don't think Drew's going to make it. I think Julie and Dee are going to really try to get him out. I think Katora's best, like, big reveal is that she's a lawyer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's all she... I think that's really... I I think you're right. I think that's all she has is, I was a lawyer this whole time. It's like... Wow. And what then else? Julie's like, yeah, me too. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, yeah, that's a great point. If Katora and Julie's there, and Katora's big thing is, I am a lawyer this whole time. Julie's like, so am I. I am a real estate attorney. Um, you know, I think that's really going to ruin Katora's whole game in one yeah. moment, um, which is hilarious. We could get a three lawyer final, the three lawyers. Jake, Katora, and Julie. Yeah. That, that would have been funny. That would have been interesting. And then they'll have to talk to the jury. And yeah. And Jeff. Will they call Jeff your honor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Um, your honor. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, members of the Ju- ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> Judge Propes. Um, that's beautiful. Um, points. Let's talk about points. Um, this is a rough episode for me. I caught up last week. Um, by I was off by one point. I believe the score was three forty eight to three forty seven. Um, and now yeah. we are having some new points. And certainly, Drew getting immunity and reward here is uh, not good for me. But uh, great for me, Jesse. Let's go through it. Alrighty. So I mean, we have there's only two people now left that aren't on our team. By the way. Well, one person. There's only one person left that's not on either of our teams, which uh, is D. D. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Um. So you have Julian Austin, and you and Austin got you eight points for surviving the week, and ooh, jumped around, surviving the week, and chosen for the reward. Uh, Julie got you a whopping eight points. Played an idol on herself and survived the week. And I have well, just real quickly. So sixteen points. So that's a total of sixteen points. That goes from three forty-seven to three sixty-three for me. Nice, nice little jump. Yeah, you know, sixteen, 16 points. points. That's, not, that's not too bad, especially this end of the game with two people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll take it. So I have <clears throat> Drew, Jake, and Katora. Um, so Katora got me eight points. She cried on camera and survived the week. Um, Jake. Was chosen for award, said a curse word. So I got now two people who curse on camera and survived the week. Says 13 points. God damn. And then I have Drew who survived the week, won an individual award, and won immunity for a whopping 28 points. Oh, jeez. So I have a total of 49 points for this week. That's rough stuff. With a grand total. Uh, of so that's 348 was your last week's episode plus 49 there's a total of 397 you're almost cracked 400 next week we're certainly cracked 400 which now means it's 397 to 363 you're now winning by 34 points yeah. i would like to humbly remind the viewers at home that i have never once changed any members of my team and i'm in it for the long haul <laughs> you are you have more you have more people than me uh, you're three to two. You're up by 34 points. The yeah. only person left in this game that hasn't that isn't on our team is D, 
what is the likelihood D gets eliminated next episode? I don't think so. I, don't, I think yeah. she's making it. I yeah. think she's making it the final five. Because Austin, Austin, Austin loves her. He loves her. He loves her like a sandwich. <laughs> He just wants a sandwich. He just wants a little he sandwich with tomato and lettuce and, and there's a little, little mayo little on the bread and just put it and in when the mutton little... is nice and lean and... <laughs> Have you seen that? Princess Bride? A nice BLT sandwich. MLT. MLT sandwich, mutton, lettuce, tomato. The mutton is nice and lean and... He just a little... End on a Billy Crystal quote. Any other bits? Uh... Beanie, any uh, MVP. Other oh yes, we gotta do the bonus points. I exit yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit write down my MVP. I gotta think about this one. Um, Emily eliminated, obviously not MVP. I mean, there's. I guess you can make the argument of Julie. I think it's another situation where there's a clear cut person. There's no. there's Julie who um, got ultimately the person that <laughs> made the elimination. Not, but didn't eliminate the person she wanted out. Yeah, ultimately all of that was D. To be fair, yeah, D is the one that told her. D got her to play her idol on it and vote for Emily. Drew and Drew won immunity in a in a way wanted Julie out, but also was able to successfully flush an idol. Um, yeah, you know, and might get Julie out next episode. So there's that. And I think that you know Drew's case. He's here. also not the one that told D, and not the one that blew their plan. So yeah, uh, which ultimately gave Julie the 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 cre- the credit to uh, eliminate Emily. Um, oof. Yeah. All right. So. And D is an interesting case too. D is an interesting case because she is the one the the mover and the shaker now is acting. Um, but that's our late episode, and I think that's going to be more unveiled next episode. Uh, all right. I think I have an idea. Let me. I think I don't know. I think I. I think I have my between person. two. Between two people, and I think for me, it's like yeah, all of D stuff was like end of episode stuff. But very crucial to how. Yeah, this it went. was. That's the, that's the problem for me. It's like Drew. Was was doing a lot of work the whole episode, you know, Making reaching moves. out to Jake and Katora and Austin did the same, but Austin also, I'm not giving him the MVP, but he's the most um, vulnerable player. <laughs> and also, and also Drew won immunity. Yeah. Him, so there's there's also. But that. it's like, but but D, I don't know between Drew and D, I don't like. It's like consistency or like. Big move. Or a big move. Big, like, weird passive move. Yeah. <laughs> um, that ultimately you got your person gone. Um, and they were talking about Drew being sus at the beginning of the episode, so he wasn't like he had a great social game um, at the beginning of the episode or anything. Um, I got a person. Do you have a person, Beanie? Yeah. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, D. Drew. I was going to say Drew, yeah, but I right. said D. Because I just, I think that, yeah, I feel weird voting for my own people. That's fine. But yeah. also I think D, like, you know, D utilized information she was given. Yeah. You know, pretty well. Worked her alliance, got 
Julie safe. Yeah. And got her to vote for Emily instead of Austin. Yeah. No, I think D did yeah. a fantastic job. I think D is a very good spot. I, I'm giving it to Drew because he won immunity and he also was able to successfully flush an idol. Um, you know, he talk, they had like a discussion of Emily versus Julie. I think at the end of the day, it's like, oh, well, Emily's out now. We just get Julie out next. Yeah. And I think that's his next target. Um, so he was able to flush out an idol. So I think that, you know, that's a good play at the very least. He, he succeeded. He half succeeded a little bit. But D ultimately gets that. And, but I just gave him a little edge because of that immediate challenge win. That yeah. does give you five more bonus points because of Drew getting MVP with my vote. So I ended up giving you five more bonus points. Talk about fairness. Talk about object objectivity. Um, so that actually pushes you over to 402 total Woo-hoo! points. You're ahead of me by 39. 402, yeah. 402 to 363. Uh, so yeah, that is it for this week's episode of Survivor Series. Beanie, do you have uh, any uh, thing, any uh, things for uh, people to uh, look into or do or uh, fly? I'm taking off. I'm turning into a rocket. I'm taking off. Um... Yoga, stretch. Don't forget to stretch every day. Yeah. A little bit of stretching every day. Mm-hmm. Um, really does wonders for your body. Mm-hmm. And also drink a lot of water. Yeah, drink water. Drink, so especially that's my during, plug for the day. Especially during the winter, because it's not as you know, living in the south, not as humid as it's uh, really as in the winter times. Easier really to get anyway. dehydrated in the winter. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a little dehydrated. My skin, my skin feels dry. Yeah. I can feel my skin being dry. So this is your sign um, to drink water and stretch. Yeah. To just do a couple stretches every day. Just a couple. You like get three? You're, you know you're not you're not a spring chicken anymore. No. You're not you're not sixteen, yeah. nineteen, you're, twenty. If you're listening to this, you're old. <laughs> you are older than you once were. You're an old fart and you're gonna die. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you are older than you once were. Knock knock, who's that? The Grim Reaper. Oh my god, this guy you're just going so dark and I'm trying to be like, you're just older than you were before. Your body is changing. It's okay. Just stretch. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Survivor Series. We'll be back next week for the second to last episode of the season. Woot woot. Uh, so we're all around home stretch here. Um, and I think it'll be a pivotal episode next episode as well. Uh, we'll be back next time for another episode. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye.